Hey, this is Bus Pimp, and you're listening to Maribel Blue Unfiltered on KEM Top Talk Radio. Very, 
Very, very sweet woman. So I love her. And of course, Karen, we have to shout out Karen as well. Karen, of course. I would forget, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So I was down. One of my favorite Facebook tools. She has she has a favorite Facebook too. I was downloading the show that I did, and um, it was funny because we did that show at 11 o'clock at night. You know, this was when Blog Talk Radio was pretty much new, and um, I'm, I'm like, looking for it now, the, um, the episode 2011, okay? I did that okay, show... Yeah. In 2011, now at the time, you know, Blog Talk Radio was really different. Um, you didn't see like the stats or listeners or anything of that nature. It's just a new thing that was cu- up and coming for people who wanted to do like some type of broadcasting. So, right. of course, how did I start off the show <laughs> saying we were having technical difficulties? <laughs> and I'm like, wow. Blog Talk Radio has not changed in all of the years that I have been using this, you know. You know, it's funny that I'm planning to do, like, a podcast. Well, I mean, I I, I do have technically a podcast, but I'm trying to upgrade it to, like, not doing it over the phone. Not no offense to anybody that does it. But what I'm doing is is that I'm trying to doing it where I'm doing it live stream, kind of setting up a studio of my own, Um, you know, just an exclusive here. Um, Slowly but surely, I mean, mm-hmm. the reason I bring that up is because of WTFworld.com, the website, which right now it's, it's um, re- redirecting to the YouTube page, which I still need subscribers because YouTube, but like within two years, YouTube kicked me off. So long story short, uh, I've decided to have my own page with my own, you know, content, even older content. So yeah. that would be the whole idea. And I'm currently and I'm trying to see if I can do my show live streaming you know, not just from the studio at Eminem, but also hopefully at my house if I can pull that off. Um, yeah. I'm currently working that as we speak. So that, and if I do a show like wherever I say you, for example, I may have you call like it's Skype or something, or maybe on the phone. But I'm, I'm trying to work the kinks of that. So, but it's going to yeah. take baby steps. So that's I'm what's right going there on with right. you. I'm looking into the same things as well because when you start thinking about the efficiency and the effectiveness, again, back to business 101, if it's even worth spending the money per month on Block Talk Radio. I mean, it sucks because, you know, I'd like to, for the mere fact that I do record my KEM Top Talk interviews and discussions on here. So if I need to record something, it's a pretty good way to use that you're not tying in any of your personal information with phone numbers, et cetera. But, you know, at the same time, it just makes you wonder if it's even worth the live format. Um, And it's just funny that I had downloaded that show last night because I've been slowly updating Kinky Mag with, you know, all of the back content and um, everything that was on the Wix site. I actually moved I put everything on draft just to get the content in there and then later on, you know, format the pictures and things of that nature. So that was one of the things that I wanted to bring at the top of the hour of all of the content that I've been working on. I think I have like 27 
things that are in draft, um, 27 pieces of, of content, I should say, that are in draft, and I just have to uh, revamp the covers. Because, you know, as the years go by and you start learning Photoshop and Premiere Pro and all of these things, you want to start putting more prettier work, I guess, for lack of a better yeah. word, um, out there. And you want your stuff to look really professional because at this point, with everything that I'm working on, um, I need for everything to look much more professional now, especially yeah, with I agree. The, part, the partner that I'm working with. You know, you start... You, you you just learn, you get connected with people, you start working with other people, and then you realize that you don't want to be the brand where your stuff looks like, um, you know, clownish type of stuff. I mean, I mentioned this yeah, on I agree. my YouTube channel that, you know, when I call people clowns and things of that nature, like I'm not being endearing. So I'm not being endearing at the moment with myself in saying that it's really super important when you put your brand out there or your product that you want it to look good all the time. So this is the opportunity that I'm taking to really revamp covers, make them look better, make them look more professional. And the other thing is that um, I'm going to start incorporating educations on the site with all of this stuff going on, of course, with COVID and things of that nature. But this is something that I've been wanting to do for quite a while. And because I've gotten to know so many people within the industry that I think it's about time to have these type of educational lessons, you know, via Zoom, charge a small fee because I know everybody is tight with money, maybe even do a giveaway where somebody could actually um, have an education lesson and they don't have to pay for it. So there's a lot of wonderful things going on here that I have to say I'm really super happy about. And of course, you know, being very selective about who's going to be teaching the education stuff, because one of the things that I've learned is that Everybody is so quick to call themselves an educator. It seems like it's the in thing now. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you come out with something good and powerful because of whatever you've seen, somebody else putting it out there, and then you want to take ownership of it and act like, you know, you're sending out these powerful messages and you're being empowered and you're empowering other people and then it's just all fake you know and um I think that just really ties in with everything that the notes that I took for today's topic so I just wanted to bring that stuff up with with um with the magazine and also the other thing that I wanted to bring up, and I don't know if this happens with you, Nelson. I mean, feel free to chime in if you have this experience. But, you know, lately I have noticed when uh, I get tagged on certain tweets. And um, there are people that I get tagged on tweets that I highly respect. I have no issues whatsoever 
being tagged on those tweets at all. But there are others where there's other people in there that I don't support because of experiences that I've had with them. Um, I don't retweet those tweets. When I respond, I usually respond just to the person who included me in the tweet. I don't respond to the whole group. Um, It's just, I don't know how to put it in a nice way, but it's annoying. (laughs) I don't... I don't know any well, other way, nice to way to put it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, I just think that, you know, I try to be respectful as much as I can, especially on social media. But when I address something in private outside social media, if I contact either somebody by email or my phone or what have you, I'm just expressing why I don't want to be associated with that person. And sometimes other people can get offended by that. Why, I don't know. I'm just clearly stating for me in the experiences that I've had with other people that I just don't want to be associated with it. And I think I'm more sensitive about it now because how I'm building up my brand. Like the way you're building up WTF TV, I know there are times that, you're sitting at home and you're thinking, how can I do this or how can I outline this? What is it that I'm going to focus on more? What is it that I'm not going to pursue anymore? Do you know what I'm saying? Like we've had those conversations outside yeah, exactly. of over the years. Exactly. So it's important that when we put ourselves out there that we are coming correct for lack of, of a better word. And I think, you know, I had, I did an interview with um, Oceana from Cambase this week. And one of the questions, I, I forget one of the questions now, it's just, so now everything is escaping me, but, oh, now I remember. One of the questions, you know, is that she had asked about the, um, getting to know people like how I started the magazine and things of that nature. And, you know, one of the things that I told her was that when I first started the magazine, it was really about just interviewing anybody who was different. Like I didn't know about their reputation. I didn't know about their background. I didn't know where they came from. And these were all the things that I was learning. You know, you learn as you go. 2002 was a different time from now. You know, um, we're talking about an 18-year span of I just want to put something out where people can express themselves and I'm, I'm going to write like a blog and all of this stuff. And then as the years go by, you start meeting different people and you start getting to define and refine certain things that you want for your business. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, exactly. I mean, WTF TV has been around. Didn't you put up a post, like, celebrating your 25th year anniversary? Yeah, and I'm still celebrating it. And, uh, yes. I mean, that's that's a long time of success. Think about people who try to do the same thing or mimic you 
somehow. And it's like, where are they now? Did they stay with it? Did they give up? I mean, I've had those experiences myself where, you know, I have encountered people who try to do the same thing, you know? Or or even uh, trying to do it now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And not being really good at it. And I think what I'm trying to say is, like, within this interview, when I had initially told her about just kind of gathering people, I mean, I was living in New York. I lived in New York, you know, my whole life. And um, it, it was easy, you know, put on whatever, go out, be with a community, hang out with them, and, and getting to know different people. I had this one friend her name was Michelle. She was an artist. And we just went everywhere in the city. Like, we would just get up and go out. We would hang out. We would go to fetish parties. We would go to, like, witch circles. And, you know, just where you would find alternative people. Um, and that's what we did. And that's what I did. And then, of course, as the years go by, and, again, you know, the defining, refining what it is that you want to do, how do you want this magazine to look, who it is that you want to interview, becomes more and more important about who you're putting into the magazine. What are they representing? Um, What are they saying on social media that's capturing your attention that you feel they're going to be a good fit for an interview? Um, I contacted somebody recently. I'm doing a recorded interview on Tuesday, which is my birthday, no less. And, um, Happy birthday. Thank you. And because he can't do a live show, it's too late for him because I believe he's based out in Chicago. And if I'm not mistaken, Chicago, we're like three hours apart. So um, I said, you know, we could record the show and I could play it um, during like the first hour, just let people know this is what they're going to hear in the first hour before I start playing it. And this was somebody who was on Oprah, (laughs) you know, and these are the things that start to become more important. Are they like super famous or anything like that? No, you know, but the thing is, is that you start to take a look at who you want to interview What questions are you going to ask them? How is this interview going to play out? How are they going to be a representation of what it is that you're doing? Because when you think about it, they're not necessarily representing you, but it's like, it's like having a party. Okay. And Mm -hmm. you invite, let's say I invite you, Nelson, and, you know, and I invite a couple of other people. We're like business people. We all have like the same mindset. And then, you know, somebody will come into the party that's not like on the same mindset that we're in. And they could be loud or boisterous, or maybe they just forgot to take a shower that day and they're kind of smelly. You know what I mean? So (laughs) you start to see like, the difference in what what the party is about. Um, and I think that's where I'm getting at, just trying to 
put myself out there in the way that I'm being super serious about who I am, my career, what it is that I'm doing. This is my career. Do you understand what I'm saying? I was having a really good conversation with a friend of mine last night. I think we were on the phone for like three hours. And we were just talking about like so many different things. Like we were talking about music and we were talking about people and the 80s and all of this. You know what's so funny is that remember last week how we were talking about Monopoly? And then I go to my stupid store app and Monopoly's there. So like here we are talking about like music and stuff like that. And I go in the store app and it's like, Download the latest music, listen to what people's listening to, and I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> what okay. is going on here? It's just crazy. Yeah. Um, so that's the way I'm like looking at things. And and I guess just to to clarify what it is that I was trying to say with this with this interview that I did is that now here we are in twenty twenty. And with all of us on lockdown, I'm really reshaping and refining everything that I'm doing and just being super cautious about who I interview, if they're really going to support the magazine. I think all of those things are important because there are many of people that I interviewed and their interviews are just not going to go up. You know, I don't have a reason to promote them. I don't have a reason for them to be a part of the magazine. And I'm, you know, if that sounds mean, well, then it's mean, you know, if that's the way people are going to look at it. But again, you know, it's about a brand. It's about a representation. What is it that I'm putting out there? Because when I'm doing something, it's going to invite more people that I want to be a part of it. It's not going to be, I'm going to go out into the street. You know, I'm going to downtown Manhattan, which is not the same anymore. Union Square, 14th Street, it's a completely different mm-hmm. world. I mean, even before I left New York, it was a completely different world. And yeah. and just pick people out of a hat, you know? Hey, you look different. You want to be interviewed? <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, my God. But, um... Yeah, yeah, you, you're, you're right about one thing about Union Square. It is a different kind of world now. It's not the same. I mean, like, well, I mean, the, I mean, stuff that's there, it's, it's there here and there. Some some things have not changed as far as Union Square, but you're right, it's not exactly the same. Right. So exactly. It, 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 I mean, like, it's not like there was never condos there before, but there was just more than before, and, that's, and it's just like, I mean, that's pretty much all over New York City in general. Mm-hmm. So. And that's just what it is, I guess. I mean, I yeah. I live in a build. I live in a building right across the street. There's like a million dollar condo, so mm-hmm. it's like okay. <laughs> I don't know. It's just again, it's just what it is. But uh, but quick question though. This is gonna. I know it's sort of an off topic, but I th- I don't know if you can be amused by this. Um, now and and let's just say I've encountered this myself. Now with this, with this lockdown going on. You know, is it worse? And I'm not saying I'm experiencing this, but I'm just saying somebody else's. But mm-hmm. let's just say, like, if somebody really, you know, because with all this lockdown going on, but for some reason you have this urge to have sex with somebody else. But, you know, you barely know the person, but is it worth still going out during all this, this whole pandemic going on? 
you know, just, just to do it for the sake of doing it. I mean, to, to make sense out of it, it's like, it's like one of those things where it's like you meet somebody online and say, hey, uh, you know, let's meet up, whatever, let's do this and that, you want to do this and that. Mm-hmm. But, but, you know, but the thing is, is that, you know, I, I'm thinking, you know, should 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 that be should that be an issue with all this pandemic going on? I don't know. I mean, I mean, not, I'm trying to make sense out of what I'm trying to say. But long story short, you know, you think it's uh, safe to be doing this while this whole pandemic? Not to say have sex during the pandemic, you know, that's whatever. Right. But, like with a, with a, I'm just saying with somebody like a like somebody who's a stranger, if you will, to make sense out of that. You're saying Do you just. Hear what I'm- Meeting meeting somebody that you don't know, maybe somebody that you were you were talking to online, and now you want yeah, to meet them in person. Like, yeah, yeah, there you go. That, there you go. I mean, you know, look. I think, and this of course starts to veer into the topic today about uh, relationships and seeing bad signs, and you know what what are the triggers and and things of that nature. We we live in a funny time right now. Yeah, that's you know, why funny. Not I'm not saying funny like haha funny. Funny is like what the fuck funny, you know. Um, and I think that it would be highly unusual if you bought your your thermometer on for your date and then said, "Here, I need yeah. to take your temperature." <laughs> Yeah, well, I like to call this casual encounters, if you will. So that's just the best way right. to describe it. I think that we're always going to have some level of paranoia because, you know, one of the things is that when now if you're holding hands with somebody, you're going to feel like you're holding hands with like 10 million other people because you don't know where that hand was, <laughs> you know, what it touched. Um, and it's just very strange. I mean, you know, I can't tell you or anybody else what to do or, or uh, how to approach the situation. But at some point, we're going to have to stop being scared about being intimate with other people that we're getting to know. Um, yeah, I guess I agree. you would just have to look for the signs of how well they take care of themselves. I mean, I'll tell you my experience. When I first started dating, I mean, if a, if a fingernail was dirty, I wanted nothing to do with that person. If they had odd-looking feet, I didn't want anything to do with that person I mean, there was a guy that I dated, I remember, on the date, he wore flip-flops. And every time we met after <laughs> that, he wore flip-flops. <laughs> and, it, and I remember telling a girl of mine, and he asked him, he was like, flip-flops? I mean, you know, he, he, he he's uh, Latin, so he didn't say flip-flops. He said, chancletas. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. And he looked at me, he goes, you know, in all of my years of dating, not once did I go out on a date wearing my uncle's dog. That's the no. <laughs> you know, everybody has their kooky quirks 
about them. And it really is a matter of just getting to know those quirks. Now, if the quirks include not, not include, include that not very safe as far as like washing their hands or just being considerate of others, then you're going to have to really rethink, do I want to be with a person like this who is not very clean and sanitary and doesn't clean up after themselves or clean up a counter? I mean, how many times have you and I have gone Subway and grab our sandwiches and all of this stuff and we have our laptops and we're sitting there working and we're doing all these things what do we do after we eat? We kind of clean around. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, yeah, you're wiping down the don't counter. Really do that. <laughs> there's some people that don't do that. Like if you go to a McDonald's or even Subway, you just said, even McDonald's and Burger King, when you go to, when you just go into the new table, I don't, but for some mm-hmm. reason, nobody has cleaned that up. They just like leave whatever, like ketchup stains and whatever stains that they left behind and nobody <laughs> bothers to clean it. It was just like nobody bothered to clean it up after, you know, before somebody just, just jumps in there. I've exactly. counted that a few times. And, 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 and I, I think it's most recent. I think it happened to me, I think, about maybe six or seven months ago. Over the su- I think over the summer, to be exact. Um, yeah, this was like at a McDonald's in the Bronx. And uh-huh. I'll go figure. And I just, you know. Which you one? Know, I, you know which I, one in the Bronx? <laughs> Ironically, nearby Yankee Stadium. <laughs> to be fair, it was crowded, but at the same time, as soon as I was like, "Okay, I've got the food, about to eat this real quick," and mm-hmm. and, and without fail, the the, the 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 table still has the ketchup stains and whatever whatever stains that they, they left behind. And mind mm-hmm. you, the, the 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 table was empty for like a good five minutes. So. I, I just didn't understand why nobody bothered to clean it up. So, or they like they clean them after themselves. I don't, I just don't get it. You know, but now things have been different. Things are going to be, it's not going to be the same. I think everybody's going to be cleaning themselves after the fact. Once everything goes back to normal, if any, you know, um, mm-hmm. if we're ever going to like, you know, have tables back in, store, in, in restaurants and whatnot. Because now these restaurants, you know, you're going to have to take out and that's it. Right. This is is what I'm talking about. This is the very thing, you know, if if we're talking about like COVID right now and things of that nature, that you're the anybody who works at a restaurant, not just fast food places, just anywhere, you're going to have to wipe down the table like the people that work there, they're going to have to be extra they're going to have to be, is what I'm trying to say, they're vigilant in making sure that everything is clean. Because it's not going to come to a point that the restaurants do open up and we're able to congregate and sit. We're eating around other strangers. That if you come in and see a ketchup stain, you know that that table was not cleaned properly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Exactly. So, I mean, this, this is the thing. This is the thing that now we're going to have to be really super mindful with, super cautious with. I mean, even in my own house, 
Like, I, I wash my hands all the more constantly. I'm wiping down my counters, even though it's me using it, like nobody else is using it. But the thing is, you just get paranoid over any little germ. Um, and, you know, and I'm just getting over an illness. Like, I had a really bad earache, and it just messed me up, my equilibrium. I couldn't even, like, stand up for more than five minutes, you know. And then you come and find out that it's a freaking ear infection. And, you know, sometimes ear infections are, are a serious thing. To be out of commission for almost two weeks, that was just crazy enough. But, I mean, I don't know. Your guess is as good as mine. And I would say that if you're going to meet somebody, um, I know it's going to be uncomfortable because probably you're going to be wearing masks or gloves or what have you. But just try and make it as normal as you can. And, you know, don't jump into things right away. But if this is a person that you know and you just want to have sex with them, I can't tell you what to do, Nelson. Ha ha ha! Very funny. <laughs> uh, no. Nah. Yeah, this is the crazy world we're living in, right? Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So let's get into the topic at hand. We're talking about our favorite topic: relationships, and not very good relationships. That I had, it was probably like last year, you know, the signs of trying to understand if the person is into you, if they're interested. And the reason why I did these shows because I was trying to find out if the person that I liked was interested in me. And you know, that remains to be seen. I probably never know the truth, <laughs> which, which is fucked up. Yeah. Oh, by the way, just so you know, you're kind of a. Uh... Breaking up a little bit, so I just thought I'd let am you know. I am I yeah, breaking up bit. now? Oh, that's uh, you you sound fine now. Oh, okay, okay. Well, um, I don't know what did you miss a part? What part did you miss? Because I could repeat myself. <laughs> uh, pretty much majority of it. You're saying that you had like a relationship bad relationship recently. I'm not sure if that's the case. Well, so no, I like think recent, well. The the things that I did last year was, is he into you kind of a thing just to try to find out, engage if a person is interested in you or not. And my thing was, was that I was interested in somebody, but I never knew if they were interested in me. Um, so, and I'll never know for whatever reason, you know, that is. But I wanted to talk about bad signs that we should see in not only relationships, but also friendships because of something that happened recently on Twitter. Apparently a person has been stalking adult workers and claiming that he has their personal information. Like he's buying nudes and saying that he's there to save them. I don't know if you saw this tweet um, no. from a couple of days ago. But there is a guy who is stalking women, and he claims to have been a pimp, and now he's reformed, and he has a daughter, and he's trying to abolish sex work and things of that nature. 
these are the things that we really should be concerned about. This is what you call an online predator because he's going around claiming that he is some kind of savior and that he's going to help women when he's really only helping himself. And what he's doing is he's calling, well, not calling, he's, I don't know how how people, you know, share, if he's sharing, if they're sharing personal information with him, text or what have you, that um, he had put up some post with exchanges and um, basically threatening them into giving their news to their family if they don't give up being um, an adult worker. And, again, these are the things that we all have to out for. In this type of world, um, I don't have news. I don't sell news. I'm not in that part of the world. I'm on the other part of the world where I interview people who are in the adult entertainment industry, but not only adult entertainment, but just people you know, different lives and things that like, like, you know, things of that nature, um, people I like to interview as well. So my, my thing with not just the adult entertainment world, um, but that's where I started and, and those are the people that I interviewed to this day. So to, to see these disturbing tweets from a person who claims that he is some kind of savior and doing women a favor, those are what you call online predators. Those are the people that you have to look out for. How do these things happen? So I was, of course, I did my research, and uh, I found a website. Now I can't remember what it is because I didn't write it down. But one of the things that it, it outlined how they blend into society. Of course, they're going to blend into society because people like this, when predators, I should say, people who are predators, what they do is they try to develop this character where they understand you and they know exactly where you're coming from. Have you ever had this experience, Nelson? I mean, because, you know, predatory people, it's not only men. Do you know what I'm saying? Women do it like too. Um, I can't say that I have that maybe that intentionally try to pick up on somebody like me. I'm, as far as in, in this case, uh, that that I can think of, and if it has, then maybe sometimes – uh, and sometimes I got, and for for guys, sometimes they're totally oblivious, and they just see, you know, a female just trying to uh, whatever they to do, and they just said, oh, it's kind of like a. Well, uh, usually, usually most guys like attention from women unexpectedly like that, and they'd be like, holy shit! But then you realize, wait a minute, there's something fishy about it. So yeah, I could see where that could be an issue as well. Well, you know, I look at it. In a man's case, if he's talking to a woman and she's just being the sweet, honorable, respectful, and then all of a sudden, you know, give it a week, maybe two weeks. For some, it could be a couple of days because 
they don't want the scam to go on for as long as they want, where they start asking for money. You know, a situation will happen. Um, they're going to get evicted. It's some, It's always going to be something dire where all of a sudden now you're in a position that you're being asked to send money because they're in some kind of danger. And these are the things, you know, that we all need to look out because men do the same thing that women will do the same thing. But in this case with this person and the things that they were doing on Twitter I mean, I don't even know if the texts were real. I had sent a screenshot of the text because I downloaded it to another friend of mine who basically she monitors this shit. Like she knows about the trolls. They have like a secret group where they try to weed out all of these people who are trolls or people who are just fishing for info and try to get you to go to a site where – it can take your information. And she goes, some of these texts are not consistent. Like they sound made up, some of them. Right. And they could be. But I think what's frightening is that how people fall for these things. This is the thing that's quite disturbing. Um, because when you're, when you're talking to somebody... I'll give you an example. I was having a conversation with somebody a couple of weeks ago. They wanted me to be a part of something. And I was like, okay, right. no problem. Um, and this is somebody that I've known, like, via online for some years now. It's not, you know, um, like recently. Um, and as they began talking to me, they had said some things that was unnerving to me about okay. didn't you take us like certain pictures? Oh, I thought I saw you in this picture and it was like a lure to try and get me to send pictures that they thought I took or had in my private mm-hmm. collection. And it's conversations like this that I have red flags now because it's like, what makes you think that I have pictures like that? What makes you think that I have put pictures like that on the Internet? And what makes you think that I'm just going to freely send those pictures to you? And then I get this response of, oh, well, you know, I have I have um, celebrity pics that that um that I never shared and it's like I don't give a fuck what you have. I don't care what kind of pictures you have from whatever celebrities. The fact of the matter is, is that even if I might have pictures that depict certain things or certain actions, what makes anybody think that I'm just gonna go ahead and be like, oh well, and I'll just send it over to you. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's things like that that we as a society really need to look out for. And I can't say enough on 
especially in the adult world, that it's important when you're talking to somebody or you're meeting somebody for the first time that you let other people know where it is that you're going. Try and give your friend or whoever it is as much information as you can about the person that you're talking to. Because if you're not sharing this information, and God forbid, you know, you're killed somewhere and left in a freaking alley, nobody is going to know anything. Your cell phone might be gone. It's going to be hard to retrieve any kind of wreckage or tracking systems. And, you know, I don't mean to be like some kind of a Debbie Downer, but this is this is what happens in real life. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So these yeah. are the things that, that we need to look out for. So I, I wanted to read off a list that I found online, Profiles of Predators. Blends into society, clean and law-abiding, which this person... Mm-hmm. Did you know? Oh, you know. Now I'm, I'm a child of God. I'm reformed. I'm a landlord now. I have a daughter. Just kind of these things that people look upon and say, "Oh, wow!" Like they, they used to be this, but look how they changed. They're a different person now, and. It's crazy to me how people just buy into the God thing. Right away they hear God um, and they think that a person changed when they didn't change. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, Uses position to throw off society. Again, this person was saying that they are a landlord. A landlord of what? What do you own? What properties do you own? Why would you risk reputation? Do you see what I'm saying? So a lot of the things don't meld together. They don't jive. Things are not making sense in this person's Something profile. And what tells me is that I got a notification from from Twitter. Where Where was it? Oh, we got we got your report in the last four hours. We received your four reports over the past day. So they took down all the tweets. But when you click on the person, they are still there. Now, I block them, but the thing is that if you see these bizarre things and how they have 4,042 followers, I don't even know. It's just insane how a person would have that many followers and be sharing the craziness. Mm-hmm. Wow. So I don't I don't know how how that even happens or or how it works. I have no clue. But oh, is it still ongoing? I mean, I don't. He he still has a profile on Twitter. He's not banned. His account was not suspended, which only begs the question: Should we, as a society, be concerned about people like this? I mean, I blocked him from all of my accounts. I don't want him following me. I don't want him seeing my tweets or anything of that nature because, you know, 
Twitter is a place where you see one account, you see a bunch of accounts, and if you're following somebody and and that person had interaction with him, they can see that interaction. Unlike Instagram, which is a little different. So if I like one of your posts, Nelson, nobody is going to know that I like your post. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. Mm-hmm. Because they're not seeing the activity of what I'm liking, which is one of the things that I do like. I mean, even though I know that Instagram is owned by Facebook and Facebook is, is a world of its own, I like the idea that the only thing that's really tracking you is you. So if I'm on pages where women are going natural and doing all of these curly hair tutorials, and this is true, and I'm following that, so based on what I'm liking and what I'm viewing, I'm going to see more of those posts on Instagram. Whereas Twitter, I'm not sure what's going on with Twitter. My engagement is almost at zero. I'm not sure what's going on. I'm not seeing any real engagement, which sucks unless, you know, I'm replying to somebody or I tag multiple people on tweets and things of that nature. So it's really annoying. And Somebody had told me earlier that, uh, well, not as somebody, yesterday when I was having a conversation, um, somebody had mentioned that um, Twitter somehow screwed up, I guess, in trying to clean up their content that now everybody is affected in how the engagement mm-hmm. works on Twitter. So it's not just adult people like we can't just say oh it's adult people whatever because you know if you go on the on any of the unfollowed uh sites I use who.unfollow.me I think that's the way it goes. You see a lot of people who are um restricted and they're not even closely related to anything adult. You know, you have people who get restricted and they're music people or they're, they're, they're selling books or they're marketers, whatever the case may be, all of right, the exactly. accounts are restricted. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is going on here with Twitter? Somebody on, on Instagram who has an account, because I have more than one Instagram account. I have an account for my dog, believe it or not, and my cat, because I didn't yeah. want to mix that in Maribel Blue. And, um, Somebody who, who has a, a, a Yorkie's, like, rainbow, like, honoring dogs who have passed away. And they're, they were in, in, like, Instagram jail. And it's like, but why? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Why? Like, why would they be in Instagram jail when all they're doing is honoring those who lost a pet? It doesn't make any sense to me. So I wonder where are the priorities of these social networking things that you have a person who's basically a sexual predator and threatening women online that he's going to expose them if they don't get out of the sex business. That is cyber bullying. 
That's crazy to me. I don't understand. That. Yeah. Yeah. I well, think you'd be able to see people who, if you, I mean, in Instagram, I think you can see who likes your post. I think other people can, but I don't think it's not like Twitter where it's like, oh, this person likes this, or this person likes that. But if you have right. a post and it's somewhere, you can be able to see who likes it or not. Right. No, it's on on Instagram. No, you're right. If I like one of your posts, other people can see that I like that. You see what I'm saying? But, you know, I'm following you, things of that nature. But if I like somebody that you are not following, that you have no idea who this person is, you're not going to know that I like that post. You're not going to know that I liked a post where a girl did a curly hair tutorial. Do you see what I'm saying? Unless mm-hmm. you went and liked that same post. And these are, you know, these are the things that I do like about Instagram is that you, it's not like, like Twitter, so to speak. So maybe Twitter is fucking up in some form or another. I'm not sure. But I need to take a break because I need to drink water. I'm mad thirsty. Um, so I'm going <laughs> to play some commercials and we'll be right back because we're going to talk more about the bad signs. Now we're going to get into the whole relationship thing. The bad signs of when you're pursuing a relationship, what are the things that you should be out for? Because I have exactly. had a lot of people talking to me about their relationships, about being bitter, so to speak, and they're like they're depressed or or they're a bad person and they're wishing down other people's but just bitter as a whole in what transpired in their relationship. So we're going to talk more about that, um, and we're going to take a quick break, and we will be back. I'm going to put you on mute, Nelson. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That way, there are no sounds um, coming through. So this is Maribel Blue Unfiltered. We're talking about looking for the bad signs in potential relationships or that you're in a relationship and you're seeing these signs. And what can you Got do it. about it? Okay, mm-hmm. we'll be right back with more Maribel Blue Unfiltered. I'm looking for my song. I just had to scroll away from it. Okay, we'll be right back. It's Maribel Blue. Are you looking for more KEM Top Talk shows? You can find the rest of my shows, interviews, discussions, and erotic experiences 
on skyhawkafterdark.com. Skyhawk After Dark has an array of shows catered to your taste. So log on to www.skyhawkafterdark.com for more shows. Have you heard of The Vice? It's the newest chastity device from Locked In Lust. Inescapable, comfortable, competitively priced, and comes highly recommended from both doms and subs alike. It really is the best. Find out why Locked In Lust is the fastest growing chastity company in the world. Use coupon code Alyssa B, that's A-L-I-S-S-A-B, at LockedInLust.com for 15% off your entire order and 50% more point power towards future purchases. Hello, all you sexy people. You're listening to KEM Top Talk Presents Maribel Blue Unfiltered. Hey, everyone. It's Maribel Blue, and we are back live. It's not a commercial. It's actually my Thank you, Miss for that shout out and the time out sexy boy who does that shout out and of course if you want to shout out for the show just let everybody else has said <laughs> you just know what now you have to do is say hello can you hear me you're breaking up. I was just gonna. Why text am I that, breaking was... up? What the, what the hell is going on? <laughs> I don't Why know. Why am I breaking up? <laughs> I don't, know I don't like I, that. I can't say it's me, but maybe I don't know. Maybe it's me. I don't know. But, oh, that's. Cool. I mean, I can hear you now. I can hear you fine now. I got talked right into my mic in order for for the break to happen. <laughs> I was talking about the shout-out. So if you want to do a shout-out, you say your name, and you say you're listening to the Maribel Blue Unfiltered on Top Talk Radio. Um, of course, I'll put it on description when I put the replay up on Anchor, and you can read it there. Would you stop making all that damn noise? Who, <laughs> me? Yes, you! <laughs> What did I you hear, hear? The water running and everything. <laughs> well, that's water. I'm in a faucet. Oh my goodness. Anyway. Anyway. So let's let's get into this whole looking for bad signs because it seems as though what I have seen and have been experiencing is that people are buying into the fake. And I don't know why that is. I'm rather confused, and I guess because I think the last person that I was with, and it called a relationship, had opened up my eyes to the patheticness slash insanity that came with that relationship, if that's what you want to call it. So right. I am in a place 
where I view things a little different than I guess anybody would. Um, I think we need to stop taking certain things at face value and stop acting like when you hear something from somebody or you see a tweet and you think that's so powerful um, and you start giving people titles like educator, you know, things that I was saying before, or they're a friend or what have you. You know, the bad signs is not only going to be about relationships, but it's also going to be about friendships, about associates, how we work and view with other people. And, you know, the same things that I was saying at the top of the hour about um, about refining and branding yourself. Who is it that you want associated with your business and interviews and things of that nature? All of these things become really important for the effectiveness of your business. So the bad signs don't only relate to, you know, man-woman, woman-woman, man-man relationships, but just relationships as a whole. And I found this this website, Inc.com, that talked about the bad signs. Now, number it, it laid out, I think, seven of them. And one mm-hmm. of the first things it talks about, the passive-aggressive behavior and the lack of communication. So, practically all of these examples, which is pretty awful. And sometimes I wonder... How did I survive all of that? Um, so one of the things that, you know, like well, like I was saying, the passive-aggressive aggressive behavior of if you're upset with somebody, instead of communicating that you're upset with them or that they're upset with you, they give you the silent treatment as a punishment. Now, of course, if you're in a relationship with somebody – for a while, and these things happen periodically, it doesn't mean that your relationship is in danger. It just means that you're having a moment, the both of you. But if this is something that happens right from the very beginning, there is a problem. And I did have this experience um, with Shit Show, because that's, that's the code name that I, that I gave him, Shit Show. So there was an incident um, that happened when I was living out in Phoenix where I had shared information I I had shared with him before. And he got up, took his plate, stopped eating, put it in the fridge, and then went out to the balcony. And I sat there, and I was I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Like, I was so perplexed and confused by this whole behavior. Um, and he didn't speak to me the whole entire night. And that, that, that was a sign that, you know, I, that should have been right then and there. That's when I said, you need to go back. But I didn't. 
And one of the things that I think what happens with people is that, just cutting fast forward, that I think when certain things happen or people react in certain ways, you think to yourself, well, it's not always going to be this way. It's going to change at some point. It's going to get better. Then you're basically sitting there waiting, waiting, and waiting for it to get better. It gets worse. And they measure the good days with the bad days. Well, he was good for a whole So this one day, it was just But a whole week was pretty good. When you start doing measurements like that, that still doesn't bring about or bring forth a healthy The other thing is that, well, so that was the situation that happened. I'm not going to discuss what I shared because it's really not important. The the thing that's is a roughness of of stopping eating. I, I mean, it was just so stupid and so immature on his part. And this was already a sign of the passive-aggressive behavior because his whole thing was that he was setting the stage to be a hero the next day and bringing up things about that certain topic that I already had surpassed many, many years. I, w- I would say this. It has to do with somebody that I was with that passed away. Okay. And I guess what he wanted to do was make it like he was going to be my hero to get over this death. Meanwhile, the death happened in 1993. <laughs> you know? So I'm like, Interesting. what the fuck? Like, yeah. I'm over it. Yes. Do I think about him? Do I get sad? Of course I do. This this man was a big part of my life in early recovery when I first started to become clean and sober and going to meetings and things of that nature. So, yes, he was a pivotal part of my life in the early stages of getting clean and sober. However, I don't know what shit show was trying to in the abruptness of, you know, finding out this thing that I shared with him about this person that passed away. So, yes, that was that was the passive-aggressive sign <laughs> right then and there. It was like it's plain as day. Um, mm. Also, the next thing that it talks about... And, you know, feel free to jump in if you've had any weirdo experiences with people. Please <laughs> jump right yeah, in. Yeah, well, I mean, I mean, I'm trying to think of you because there's been a few that, that's been kind of, uh, you know, signs that this was kind of weird. I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one, but I would say that when, I wouldn't call it a necessarily a bad relationship. More or less than there was something that 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 I didn't pick up on earlier till later, and I was just mm-hmm. probably in my case, um, not to, to, long story short, um, I was in a relationship for three years, 
Um, but the thing was that early in the uh, early on the um, relationship that I probably didn't pay attention to, she actually wanted to get married and whatnot. Which for me, in a way, I didn't have an issue with it. But at the same time, I think early on in the relationship, I wasn't really quite ready just yet. And I mm-hmm. did tell her that, but I right. guess she was upset the fact that she felt like, what, so why we're in a relationship then if we're not ready for marriage? I'm like, wait, wait, wait what does that mean? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wait a, wait a minute. No, it's like, I'm not saying, I, I told her I'm not, nothing against the idea of getting married. It's just that it's not right now. You know right. what I mean? So, yeah. So... But I guess what really was really weird was that I don't know how you feel about this when her uh, brother announced that she was get, he was getting married, younger brother by the way, and mm-hmm. she says, "Hey, listen, um, propose to me, whatever you know, set up whatever to make it look like that you know we're, we're about to get married soon too." Because it's like, mm-hmm. wait a minute, it seems like you're you're racing against your brother who's going to get married first and one, which the, that's kind of weird. But long story short. You know, I actually proposed to her or whatever the month after he announced it or whatever. And then, of course, we announced, hey, we're getting married, blah, blah, blah. But then mm-hmm. I think it kind of seemed like, wait a minute, why all of a sudden you guys are going to get married? You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. it was just a little bit of a weird sign of like, okay, you're getting married because you're doing it for age and what. I know it was a weird time. This was like, believe it or not, before I met you. So, uh, going back on 2010. Yeah, but then, of course, the engagement, you know, um, ended in your relationship, ended there uh, over various reasons. But, but long story short, now I realize more it's like, you know, if you're going to get into a relationship in a serious one for that matter, just make sure you know what you really want out of it. You know what I mean? I'm sure that the other partner as well. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Well, oh, I'm going to tell you this. The, the the thing that came to mind for me when you were saying that was that, you know, when you're a young girl growing up, especially in a Latin home, and I know you can because you're Latin as well, is that respect your body, respect yourself. Don't let a boy touch you in places that he's not supposed to touch you. You don't let him do things to you that you don't want. And you're going to meet your Prince Charming as long as you respect yourself. At least that was, you know, logic that I guess that my parents tried to instill with me. The thing is, is that as a young girl, you're Mm -hmm. raised to believe that this Prince Charming is going to come and sweep you off your feet. And then you have television basically poisons you to believe that love is supposed to be this way. It's supposed to have fantasies and surprises, and you're just going to be treated like a queen, and everybody is going to be jealous of wonderful love that you have. Mm-hmm. And it's not a reality. Do you see what I'm saying? So yeah. in her mind, I can only suspect that here she is, her her younger brother is getting married. It's not even her. Do you know what I mean? That she wants to settle down and be with for the rest of her 
advice. And I think a lot of people miss the mark when it comes to relationships, that when you're thinking about marrying that person, that is the person that you plan on spending the rest of your life with. Now, of course, there are all different types of relationships. You have people who are swingers and you have people who want to be with multiple partners like sister wives and things of that nature. You, I mean, the guy's legally married to one, but he's not legally married to others because uh, a marriage is a, a legal document. So um, right. in that regard, you can't, it's illegal to do it more than one time. However, there are people who have a community where they live with multiple partners. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everybody has different relationships is what I'm trying to say. But at the end of the day, yeah. when you're thinking about being with a person and signing that legal document that binds the both of you together, you can't just think about the day you know, the big day, the wedding day, and being the bride. You have to think about the relationship as a whole in its entirety that you are going to spend the rest of your life with this person. And see, for me, I feel like, well, who are you to be giving some kind of advice or what have you? Because here I was involved with somebody that I was back and forth as to really, did I really want to spend the rest of my life with him? And here I was getting engaged and, you know, talking about getting married and things of that nature until it came to the point that everything in that relationship that was bad outweighed everything that was good, that I really had to come to terms with myself and say, this is not a person that you want to spend the rest of your life with. There were just too many odd variables. I mean, I haven't even gone through the whole list yet. But just in short, in, in my experience, I will say, there was the passive aggressiveness. There was the volatile behavior. Um, there, the third thing was that jokes that aren't like really jokes. There really wasn't that, but um, there, and there wasn't the walking. So, you know, they talk about the walking on eggshells. I know the list really fast, but in just my own personal experience, I guess the walking on eggshells was just to avoid him at all costs and not have conversations with him because after a while, conversations with him became, Difficult in the sense that if I was laughing about something uh, that Howard Stern said, you know, um, and then I would try and share it with him, it's funny to him. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, and, exactly. And it just became stupid. Like all of a sudden, you know, if if you and I, Nelson, are talking about something. We both have like mm-hmm. that silly sense of humor. We're going to laugh about it and all of these things. But ha- what happens if one day you joke with me about something that we've joked about before and I just come out and tell, you know what, Nelson, that's not funny. I just don't find right. it funny at all. 
you're going to be like, well, what the fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> well, exactly. Yeah. It, it, it's like it's one of those situations where it's like you, 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 you know, there's some people that like the same humor and there's some people that don't. And when you, you know, know that person that has the same humor and then you realize, hey, wait a minute, that person laughed about it a few weeks ago. Now it's not that funny anymore. Um, right. Yeah, it becomes a little bit weird, but it's like, how did that became about? That's the only thing I would mm-hmm. think of first. You know, that's, you know, like people think of one thing, you know, they they always like to change their opinion. People can change opinions later on. That's fine. But mm-hmm. the fact that it's like, you know, what, what's funny is can be very subjective. And that's, that can be a problem at times because you don't know who thinks it's funny and what's not funny or, mm-hmm. or inappropriate or whatever. You know, right. so, and know, uh, so it's funny. I was thinking about this conversation earlier today. I think I may have talked to somebody last night or last night before, the night before or today mm-hmm. that um, mm-hmm. the biggest thing for me is that I still call little people midgets, but they were midgets. <laughs> not, see? <laughs> but midgets is not the politically <laughs> correct. <laughs> I'm not kidding. So... <laughs> So you have to call them little people and whatnot, but you can't say. But it's, it's I still use that vocabulary. It's just that it's not. Being, I know it's not the medical term. It's not. You know, it's not like something the doctors would say and put it in their notes. Right. We know that. Mm-hmm. But but the thing is, is that you know when I say these things, and you know people will laugh at it, but then it's like now it's like so politically correct or incorrect now. Right. Now it's all politically right. correct. But it's like things things will change over the years, and then the people would change too. So mm-hmm. as you just said before, you'd be like, "Hi, what the hell?" So it's like you could you could you could humor with somebody with that same joke and they'll still laugh at it, like you just did now. And while somebody else will buy, either find it offensive or it's like, "Oh, that's not mm-hmm. right," you know, you can't call a midget a midget. You know that. Hi, I, I know. But besides that, I. Uh, I think that people yeah. get too much into their feelings. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Especially well, when it has uh, nothing to do with them. <laughs> it's just like, how right. am I talking about you? So why are you getting mad? Yeah. So unless you were like a little person, I could see you being offensive, but unless you're dating somebody that's a little person, I don't know. Not that I have against, anything against that, but um, it's whatever. But right. I mean, to, to your point, it's just that a lot of people, you know, have different opinions. Sometimes they do. Sometimes they their opinions change for whatever reason. How they do, I don't know. They could read a book about it. They could have watched TV and and have their their minds warped. I don't know. Right. So it could be anything. But. That's just what it is, and you know, there's always a lot of signs of like a bad relationship or going into a bad relationship at times, or just you. I mean, I always say that I don't know how to get into a relationship, bad relationship, but there's one way that you can always find a way to get out of it. Yeah, <laughs> and, you 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 have to be verbal about it and end it. Um, you know, my situation, I remember I was sharing with very few people about my concerns and what was going on um, and expressing my my disdain because it just came to a point where I couldn't even 
see myself sexually with him anymore. Because I think what happens is, is that you become repulsed with the person. They no longer hold whatever it was that you thought that they had, whether it was some kind of charm or, you know, the mm. look in their eyes when they look back at you. And you know that when you're involved with somebody and the way they look at you makes all the difference in the world, the way they smile at you and how that makes you feel, you know. And I can only relate that to the guy that I was working with last year, that all of these feelings, you know, came about just being in his presence. Now, when I first met him, I didn't feel that way. You know, I thought he was cute, but I didn't think he was that cute. You know, <laughs> some things about him that I just didn't find attractive at first. But then as I had gotten to know him and work with him more and realized, like, we had a lot of things in common. And, you know, we were both fans of SpongeBob and, um, and South Park. And it was just those little things that you start to see people in a different light and you become attracted to them. And then you have those feelings of when they look at you or when they smile at you or certain things that they say or the way they say your name, that it flutters your heart, so to speak. But when you're with a person that does the complete opposite, <laughs> you know, we're talking about one <laughs> complete opposite where you're repulsed by the person just looking at them and everything about them just disgusts you, you know? And for me, that was the way I felt about shit show. Like every little thing he did was just absolutely repulsive. And when I began to feel that way, was when I knew that there was no going back. There was not that fluttery feeling. As a matter of fact, I even wondered why I felt that way in the first place. <laughs> you know, it's just like, what the fuck were you thinking? Um, you know, and, and when we talk about the volatile behavior, the extreme highs and the extreme lows, like have you ever been in a relationship with somebody where – you're hanging out with them, and they're in a really great mood. And then all of a sudden, the shit just turns around, and they're in this bad mood. They're angry, but you don't know why they're mm -hmm. angry. You're trying to pinpoint the steps. Do you know what I mean? Like, what just happened? You were just in a good mood. You were happy. Now, all of a sudden, you're, like, mad. You're ready to kill somebody. <laughs> I think that happens, you know, a couple of times. I mean... Yeah, you don't know why they're mad. It could be anything. It could be something that they just thought about at work or something that happened, uh, you know, that you weren't around for for whatever reason. So it could be anything yeah, or what, something that you did. But, Nelson, what if you are around? What if you're sitting there watching a movie and everything is fine, and then you make a comment about the actress on how sexy she is, and that fucking just, you know... 
oh, yeah, takes it at a whole that, other level. <laughs> Not to arguing oh, yeah, about that, a person. That, 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 that becomes, oh, she, you think she's pretty? Oh, she's prettier than me? I'm like, I didn't say that. I just said <laughs> I think she's pretty. You know, <laughs> say she's better than you, prettier than you. I never, you know, and that has happened a number of occasions, not just once, but, you know, sometimes it gets confusion of, like, saying that, she, oh, she's pretty, oh, she's attractive. But doesn't mean she's right. more attractive than you, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that that's an issue. It's just like, I guess in that case, they, you know, in, in, the, in that case, you're supposed to have her in a higher pedestal than anybody else, which I can right. see that would make sense, you know. And by you telling, by you telling her, oh, that woman's attractive. Oh, yeah, that woman's pretty. Yeah. But women do the, do it themselves. They say this woman's attractive, this woman's attractive. But when a guy does it, it's a totally different different situation. Thinking that that the the woman in question that that I say, hey, she's attractive. This person's attractive. That woman's attractive. You know, so all of a sudden, oh my god, she's prettier than me. And I'm like, I didn't say that. Right. You know, I, I could give you a quick example of that, which is kind of funny. I think we were just seeing a movie that had Kate Hudson in there somewhere. And mm-hmm. I just said, yeah, she's pretty. She's attractive, whatever, right? And then she says, oh, she's prettier than me. I'm like, I didn't say that, even though Kate Hudson's okay. <laughs> but to me, but it's like, I didn't think she was that attractive. And she was mad all the whole night for it. I'm like, what? I don't think she's wow. that attractive. You know, she's okay at best to me, personally. But, right. you know. But it's not, you know, that towards you. But that's usually exactly. that case. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I always try to counter, like, okay, how do we fix that? Because I'm not saying just fix it right away, but it's like how to explain, like, look, you asked me my opinion. Hell, you even want me to say you think she's attractive? Like, yes. But not, you know, oh, my gosh, she's hot. I didn't, think, I didn't say that. <laughs> you know? Like, you I think see guys, how, like, this- Right, but you see how it leads to like all sorts of insecurities and jealousies and things that you don't anticipate on dealing with because everybody who wants to be in a relationship wants to be with a person who feels good about themselves, who's positive, who, you know, communicates their feelings, etc., um, you know, all of those things when we think about it is important because this is a person that we want to spend most of our time with. But if you're watching a movie and any movie, if it happens multiple times, that's when you have to think about like what's going on with this person. I can't say that Kate Hudson is attractive, you know, or what happens if you say you like Sophia Loren? oh, now you like old people? Am I too young for you? You know, there's always going to be something if it constantly happens. And that's that volatile behavior. You know, do you want to be with a person like that? It can also even come to the point of, um, you know, if, if you're with somebody and then now they're trying to change you. Well, I know I met you and you had a beard. I like clean cut men so do you think you can shave it off you know what I mean things like that why are you asking if you like clean cut men 
then why are you going out with somebody who has facial hair on their face and they like the facial hair on their face? Oh, your hair is too long. I think at some point you're going to have to cut it. Now, why are you going out with this person? If you're trying to change their physical attributes, you're not really caring about the person. To me, I look at it as you care about what they look like because you want to look good to your friends and family when you introduce them. Because it comes to a point, if you're going to be involved with somebody, you know, the next steps of those relationships is that you're going to meet their family members, you know. And in the beginning, when Shisho was here, it was fine. But that didn't last very long. Maybe like a day or two later, there was this chronic complaint from him about them. And I'm like, hello, these are my parents, you dumb fuck. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? This is their house. You don't contribute to anything here. You know, we're, we're disrupting your naps. Like, who the fuck are you to complain about uh, people who own this house just as much as I do? And you're not contributing to anything, but you're just existing here. So these were the things that that really upset me, you know. So when you have things like that where you're going to meet family, you have to respect them. You can't just say, well, I am who I am and this is the way I am and, and, I, and you're supposed to accept me like that. Um, no. In the sense of if you meet somebody and you want to change their physical attributes because you're concerned about how your family is going to receive them, but they have a good attitude, then what is the point? Do you see what I'm saying? There's like this fine mm-hmm. line of boundary. You like the person, they work, they have a great personality, but now you want to change their physical attributes because of things that you like. And then you have to ask yourself, do I want to change these physical attributes because of this person or is this person going to have to find a way to accept me for who I am, physical attributes and all? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. Does it make any sense? (laughs) Yes, it does. It makes a whole lot of sense, actually, you know. Uh, I mean, I haven't encountered anybody telling me to shave off my beard just yet, but uh, but um, but if I was to do so, that would be determined. <laughs> so, I mean, it's not that you know I wouldn't do it. It's just why, you know? It's like can't you just accept for who I am? I think I usually just mentioned it now. So. It, it, it's just one of those weird catch twenty twos. Like, yeah, you don't shave your beard, and most likely you won't see that person again. But then you know what? You can just move on to somebody else. Right. So. Well, I think it comes down to also that you have to, if you're, if let's say you did make a choice on shaving off your beard, you're not doing it because of somebody else telling you to do it. You're doing it because you want to do it. And I think, you know, with with anybody, with friendships or what have you, um, you have to do things because you want to, not because somebody else is telling you 
that you have to do it. And these are the things, you know, that, I mean, it, again, it comes down to that fine line, you know, when family gets involved and they see your relationship as some form of something that's unhealthy or not right. You know, people that get involved with one another and they're, and, and, family gets involved in things of that nature. If you meet somebody really great and spectacular and you mm. have these, these external people that want to offer their opinion on who you're with, that's where you have to put your foot down and say, you know what? He works. He's good to me. I'm good to him. He cares about me. He, he makes sure that he puts me first. He's never given me an inclination to be concerned about anything else. He's always been respectful. Um, so if you have these opinions, maybe because you're jealous or you don't like the relationship. I mean, again, it goes back to that girl who wanted you to, you know, propose and get married and, and like, and be like the star of the show. Do you see what I'm saying? It all becomes, yeah. um, what is that word I'm looking for? Just, it becomes like a show. You know what I mean? What, you, what yeah. you're presenting on the outside. And, and you're not thinking about your insides. You're not thinking about the commitments. You know, what, what it takes for all of this to, to happen. So I think... Or the outcome. You know, even, <laughs> right. Even if you meet somebody good, you have, to, you have to take into account of what other people are telling you. I mean, it was the reason why I didn't talk a lot to a lot of people about this particular guy that I like, because I had other people chirping and making comments without them knowing information on him that I had. Do you understand? I mean, not bad information, but just information about how we communicated with one another, what we talked about, what we had in common. I mean, not even my mother that I talked to her about it because when I did bring him up, I would see her face change like, you know, what the fuck do you care about this guy for? And I think, you know, when it comes to things like that, I have to say to myself, well, you know, I made a mistake with shit show and she mm-hmm. didn't like him and he didn't like her and all of this stuff. But that's not what broke us up. I mean, you know, what broke us up was that it just wasn't a relationship that I wanted to be in. However, does that give anybody else the right now to judge your future relationship and that you should be able to be in a position where your past relationships define how you make your future choices? So if I'm talking to somebody and I get a funny feeling and it's not a good feeling, whether it's on a friendly basis or what have you, this is not a person that I want to continue communicating with. I mean, you also have people, I have people who still contact me thinking that they still have a chance. And it's like, if the chance didn't happen (laughs) in like, you know, fucking 2007, what makes you think that in 2020 things change now? It hasn't changed. I'm not interested. I'm never going to be interested. And, you know, it's kind of like you have to keep that even keel and, and friendly term. Well, you don't have to, but, 
you know, for me, I do that because they didn't do anything bad to me. Do you know what I'm saying? They didn't curse yeah. me out. They, it's just kind of like sooner or later you're going to get it that you're just a friend and that's all you're ever going to be, you know. Um, one of the things that I did want to bring up was, was in number three was when the jokes aren't jokes. And we've heard stories about guys making comments or even girls making comments about their significant others that um, in a joking way that later on we'll probably have them arguing later that night. But friends also do this. And I remember I had this one friend. I went away with her on vacation. And, um, you know, i never been to the West Coast. Went to Oregon, California, Vegas. Mm-hmm. And I forget, I, I think it was, um, it was some part of Oregon. I know we went to Cannon, to Cannon Beach, where they have like this big, unusual rock. And I took a picture in front of it. I had my dog with me, lady. And, you know, that was like her first trip. <laughs> she just kind of like got on a plane and flew out west. And I remember, because where, where have I been my whole life? The Bronx, you know? Very mm-hmm. rare that I'll go into like a place where there's a farm, cows, and horses. I mean, where I live now, that's what I see all the time. So for me, it's just natural. But when you're a city girl, you know, the only time your farm life is on TV, you're not seeing it, you know, in the Bronx. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, yeah, I, I get the same thing too when I do travel to different parts of the country. Yeah, as you mentioned, Oregon, actually, last year was mm-hmm. my first time going to the Northwest, you know, because yeah. I not only went to Portland, Oregon for Exotica, but I honestly went to, like, mm-hmm. Seattle for a baseball game. And it's a little right. bit, yeah, I, I, you know, I like to say it is a little bit different than, you know, most parts of the country, you know, very mm-hmm. unique in its own way, you know. I mean, me personally, yeah. I would love to go back to Portland or even Seattle for that matter. You know, mm-hmm. but still, the Northwest was a pretty uh, interesting but learning experience there. So it's very beautiful there. I really, really enjoyed it. I mean, we drove to different parts. Um, I really enjoyed Cannon Beach. Um, I thought it was an interesting place, like this little town, you know, towns that you see like in movies and stuff like that, with with small storefronts and things of that nature was just really, really beautiful. When you're a person who doesn't get out much and that and again that was like my first time getting out experiencing nature and farm life and things of that um I nature spice, but anyway <laughs> I remember had driven by and I was like oh my god look it's the cows and it's just like out here I see them all the time but you know back then in 2009 when was the last time that I was in a car and drove past you know a a, a farm of, of cows and we go out actually they have that I was actually in upstate New York recently and you know passing through not far into New York you do see right. farms and you see cows of course 
And of course. Yeah, but but you go you go further up, yeah, and it, it you would not think that they would have that in New York State, but they actually do. And um, if you go further yes. up, let's say Rochester, uh, Rochester, uh, you're talking um, Syracuse. Yeah, they not too mm-hmm. far in. They would have something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah. So. Well, New York would be completely different. But a girl wasn't going anywhere, wasn't going upstate, you know? Well, the Bronx was a farm at one point. <laughs> it was, yes. It was farmland. Yes, it was. Absolutely right about that. We weren't alive when this happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um... This is- there was something that I wanted to mention. Uh, the story. Uh, Madame Marguerite is having uh, a seminar. I probably should mention it in the show, but we certainly have 18 minutes left. But Madame Marguerite did, uh, she was here on Unfiltered, and we were talking about relationships and sexuality and religion. And she's now having a seminar that she's doing, and I just want to read it right quick. Um, she's doing a religion sexuality May 20th from 7 to 9 p.m., and it's $10, and you can follow her on Twitter at Madame Marguerite, um, and you can check out, and actually the link is religionandsexuality.eventbrite.com. So definitely check that out if you can and support Madame Marguerite. So getting back to my story was um, we were at dinner and this waiter comes over and she makes a comment to him about how I said, oh, look at the cows and look at the horses. And it was her, her delivery, almost as if like I was some retarded person who had never seen cows or horses in my life. And... I was embarrassed, and I looked there, and I was like, well, yeah, because I live in the Bronx, so I don't see cows and horses when I'm riding, you know, on the 10 bus going home or or wherever it is, or riding on the number one train. So (laughs) that pissed me off. You know, and it it gets into, like I I had mentioned in... in, in my other my other Twitter account, M Blue Unfiltered, that I was going to bring up the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills because they are the epitome of fucked up friendship. You know, Kyle Richards, she's now the quote unquote star of the show, and she's talking about how she always defends her friends, but she doesn't. She throws them under the bus, like she throws everybody else under the bus, and everybody else throws each other under the bus, et cetera, et cetera, and when you're friends with somebody, you know, you don't do things like that to them. And I think for me, what I have seen is that sometimes the people that know you best are the ones that are quick to hurt you because they know you best, because they think that they can say these things because they know you best. And they forget that you have feelings and that feelings are associated with situations. And if you're in a situation that you are confused about, that you don't know how to pursue, you don't know how to move forward with it, and you have people, you know, 
giving you bad advice or just saying, oh, well, don't bother with it. Don't pursue it. Don't this, don't that. And they forget that you have your emotions that are involved with it. And you just don't, it's not like a light switch where you could just turn shit off and be like, oh, yeah, okay. I'll just forget about it or I can do it. They seem to forget that. And in that part, you know, number three with the jokes that aren't jokes, it was almost as if on this trip there was a constant barrage of sarcasm of things that I said or things that I was doing to make herself look better um, or smarter. And to me, those aren't real friends. Do you see what I'm saying? Like, friends Mm -hmm. don't do that. They don't hurt you. And it would be the same way in relationships. Now, I never experienced that with Shit Show because I think he knew better than to come out, you know, the side of his face with any sarcastic comments. But at the end of the day, if I'm meeting somebody and we're in a dating or what have you, comes out early on with jokes like that, I won't be with him much longer. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I just like the fact that you call him shit show the whole time, which is pretty hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. There are times that I'm very quiet with myself. And um, at night, I put on YouTube and I listen to all of these different types of meditation sounds and music and what have you. And I have a diary. I have a book that I keep and I talk about my feelings and things that are going on and and everything that's going on in the world and the situation and how it's affecting me or not affecting me or how I'm just taking advantage and opportunities while all of this is going on that, you know, I will think about him in passing, not so much like writing in my book, but just really think about him in pure disgust. And I think that going back and pointing this finger at me, it's just a really, it's a matter of finding forgiveness with myself in the mistake I made of going out with this guy because he already exuded bizarre behavior. And of course, when you're, when you're intertwined with somebody and, you know, I moved to a new state, I was alone. I didn't have my friends here. My friends are all back in New York, still are, you know, with the exception of two that moved out here. But when I moved out here, it was just me, you know, Mm-hmm. Um, I wasn't going to befriend anybody at work because I just didn't want them as, as friends. I didn't want them in my personal life like that. Um, so being, in, I guess, in that position, I think to myself, well, maybe because you were, you were alone and you moved out here, you found like a quote-unquote kindred spirit. But mm-hmm. it was already apparent from the beginning, you know, and I think one of the signs that's not noted on here, you know, trying to predict behavior um, and how those behaviors can can take a toll on you. I think one of the things that this list doesn't mention about listening to your gut, what does your gut 
tell you how can you really see a level of consistency and also that the true colors at some point will come out. How many times have you been with somebody and they perpetuate Mm -hmm. this fraud of, oh, I'm this, I'm that, and, and I'm fabulous and what have you, and then like a week later, you're seeing an entirely different person. If you're seeing a person who loves cats, I love cats, I think they're so great and this and that, and then they, they go into your house for the first time and you have a cat, and they're screaming, oh, my God, get that cat away from me. I mean, hello. You know, I have <laughs> never, I can't recall encountering that, actually, as far as I know. Not to say that, 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 that I would want that to happen, but I think maybe it's the equivalent of like, um, oh, I like this and that. I like sports, and I, you know, I like watching sports with you or whatever. But then when you put on like, let's say, a football game or even a baseball game, like, can we watch something else? <laughs> like, but two minutes, two minutes into the game already, like, can we watch something else? I'm like, what? <laughs> That's a good example. <laughs> That's a very yeah. It was example. so funny. It happened one time. We were watching. We we're about to watch baseball. Like the first, like first half of the inning already. Well, can we switch to something else? I'm like, just mm-hmm. start it. Yeah. Like okay. Yeah. Exactly. But see, that's an example right there. That if somebody's going to say that they love sports, they love watching baseball. I mean, you know, when you're passionate about something. And then you're with the person, and they throw up a baseball game, and you say, oh, "I don't feel like watching this now." There's clearly there's no passion there. I mean, if you're passionate about something, you want to see it. You want to have that experience. Telling mm-hmm. you something different, you know. I remember there was one night I had cooked dinner, and um, and it was here in this house, and I was like, "Let's watch a movie." Okay. So we have it on Netflix. Do you want to watch this? Do you want to watch that? No, I don't want to. No, I don't want to watch Me to America. No, I don't want to watch it. No, no, Can we just put on something science, something that we could learn? I'm like, hello, are you dumb? Like, we're trying to have a dinner here and, you know, have some entertainment. And I'll tell you, throughout the whole dinner, I spent looking for a movie. Never watched anything. <laughs> And then at some point, his dumb, skinny ass fell asleep, and I ended up watching something that I really didn't want to watch because I thought it was going to be interesting, um, and I forget what it was about. But see, this again, it all goes back to being true to who you are and what it is that you like. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, um, I love watching Star Trek. No offense to any okay. Trekkers out there. <laughs> Trekkies? Trekkies, right. <laughs> you see? <laughs> Clearly. <laughs> Have I watched it? Of course. But if they were doing a marathon right now, I am not going to sit and watch a marathon of Star Trek. It's just not going to happen because it's not my thing. So if I'm with somebody who's really into that, but let's we do have a lot of things in common. I'm not going to take that away from him, just as I wouldn't want things taken away from me. Do you understand what I'm saying? So there right. are some compromises. I mean, there's, compromises are real when it comes to relationships. 
But if you oh, find yes. yourself struggling and not having many things in common, and then you find yourself at different ends of what the relationship means, then maybe you're not in a relationship and you're just stuck with somebody right. that you really don't want to be with. Well, and I think I'll be, I, I, I'll, I'm no angel in this situation either. I actually told um, the, girl, the girl I was living with for a while in Westchester, long story short, mm-hmm. um, you know, she wanted to want me to watch with her um, the, what's that, the Kardashians or whatever, um, right. keeping up with the Kardashians or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. I told her that's not my thing, and more importantly, I thought the show was stupid. I was being honest. And you know, and I watched it with, and I actually watched it with her, and I was just like, how could you watch this? And you seem like a right. smart person. Exactly. And you're sitting here watching this. Believe me, I get you, Nelson. I'm right there with you on that. <laughs> yeah, I just don't get the well, Kardashians, but. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't get it either. But now we have six minutes left so let's see if six we minutes to go yeah <laughs> oh before anything oh it's like two seconds i just found out something that i still don't get i heard something called homosexual i'm not making this up um, i saw it too apparently huh Was i saw that? it too <laughs> apparently somebody is really thinking that andrew cuomo is super hot for some reason but uh, okay, so that's what you call a homosexual. Learn something new every day. Well, <laughs> there was a guy who um, made up something like from Greece, and uh, he he just changed, you know, like everybody else does. They do a parody and shit like that. So he did a parody on Andrew Cuomo. And you know what? I mean, call me a bummer, but I watched like a few seconds of it, and I was like, okay, this is not funny. I mean, people were like just rolling on the floor laughing, and I'm like, I don't think it's funny. I mean, he just did a parody. (laughs) There are other parodies that I've seen that I've watched, you know, time and time again that I thought was completely hilarious. And for me, I just didn't get it. It came to a point that I got so tired of people retweeting everything that he did that uh, I put him on mute. <laughs> I don't want to see anything with this guy. I just didn't find it funny. Um, you know, no, I'm not a hater. You know, it's just that there are just some things I'm I'm not gonna be entertained by. <laughs> I think people get confused. You know, they think that when you don't like something, you hate it, and it's like no, yeah, man, I just don't find it entertaining like have you ever thought of that like people you know watch certain movies and things i have a friend who never watched uh et and i'm like what and she goes and i'm never gonna watch i get the same thing when people tell me that so (laughs) you never watch et et is damn it's shit man sorry but uh yeah well we're down we're down to our four minute mark so nelson Mm -hmm. do your promos all right, check out my website, WTFworld.com, soon to be revamped. And also follow me on social media at WTFTV and both Instagram and Twitter. And that's Thank it. Thank you. Uh, 
I'm putting, I'm making a note for myself. Anyway, you know where to find me at Maribel Blue, and of course my unfiltered and blue unfiltered on Twitter. And I want to thank Nelson again for being a part of this episode. And of course, you know, if you feel that something is not right with your relationship, um, talk to somebody who you trust, who understands you, and who's not going to hurt you in the end or give you advice that's not going to help you, you know. And at the end of the day, follow your gut and trust, you know, trust your heart. And with all that being said, again, check out kinkymag.com for updates. Check out uh, maribelblueunfiltered.com for updates. There's a lot of stuff going on here. Um, putting up educational courses. That's another thing that I'm going to be working on. I want to thank everybody for listening. And as always, remember, be good to each other, be good to yourself, and most importantly, take care of you. Good night, everybody. Good night. See you next Wednesday. (laughs) Bye.